Pipe Network presents. On this episode of Season 4, Let's Talk. Do you have the enough grit to actually push through? Is this really what you wanted? Um, are you are you are you are you uh, a cut above the rest, or do you have what it takes to actually push this through? Uh, do you have the mental toughness? Do you have the emotional toughness to actually weather the storm, or uh, can you actually take the the hit? Hey folks, welcome back to the Rajiv Show and I'm your host Rajiv Doreswami and this show aims to help reach out to those who are currently struggling in life and to remind you that life is indeed beautiful when you're inspired to make it your own. Before we get into this episode, don't forget to like, share and subscribe to whichever platform you are using. And if you want to connect with me, you can find me on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram and on TikTok at the Rajiv Show. Hey folks, welcome back to the Rajiv Show. Um, wow, 41. Uh, the previous episode, it was a 40th episode, and now I can't believe I've actually hit 41. My guest today uh, is also a member of the PPD. He's got his own podcast, which we'll talk about in in few few minutes, and. Uh, Interesting story before we actually get this whole thing beginning. Uh, how I know this guy is also from my first impression of this guy, and uh, he knows he knows fairly well <laughs> that uh, for sure I'm gonna, I'm gonna mention this because uh, knowing him is kind of the iconic person. Uh, that the iconic way of knowing him is through this idea during one of our PPD community get together stuff. Uh, I was on my phone and then I saw this guy and then it was the first time we met. So my first impression was, oh man, you are such a fine specimen. <laughs> Everybody went laughing. <laughs> such a big so, word, Raj. Yeah. Specimen. <laughs> yeah. Because Everybody was shocked. <laughs> yeah. The funny part about that, I was just joining in through my phone. So uh, while I was joining in through my phone, it was... Uh, I had no choice. It was so tiny, and I could. It was like swiping right on Tinder or something. So I, the first mm-hmm. thing on the 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 first box basically was your face, and you had some weird background in the back. And then, uh, <laughs> then yeah, like, oh man, <laughs> I'm looking at the spe- a fine specimen for the first time, pal. And then I said hello, and then I kept quiet. <laughs> I was so quiet ever since. So yeah. <laughs> My guest, I want to introduce my guest. That was the very longest guest. Uh, my guest, C.K. Christopher Klein Asinas. Did I pronounce the last word properly? Hello. <laughs> yes, 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 that's correct. Awesome, awesome. Uh, aside from the thing that I mentioned <laughs> and the embarrassing story about how we met, could you give a little bit of background about yourself to my listeners? Okay. All right. So, hello everybody. Um, like Rajiv has said, I am CK Asinas, and uh, just one comment there. Actually, that va- background uh, in in that video call or in that uh, game night uh, with the PPD community was actually about um, uh, was actually a, a scene from the the movie or the film uh, Scarface. 
uh, which was around 1980. So it's one of the most iconic films, and I really love that. And uh, if you are a fan of that film, then you can also you you will already know more about myself without actually um, speaking more at length. But of course, um, uh, to introduce myself further. I am uh, I am a tech startup professional and I am also a sustainability advocate. I I have been in the startup uh, uh, industry since I was in college. I have been um, engaged and immersed with the community, local community in the Philippines since I was in college. Given that I uh, I was I, I co-founded uh, an an entrepreneurship org in my university before in my alma mater. And right now, I am uh, I am working in two tech startups. Uh, one of which is I am one of the um, uh, one of the founding. Th- I, I I am a member of a founding of the founding team. And of course, um, aside from my from my uh, daily duties in my in those two startups, I am also uh, an ambassador, a sustainability ambassador from this uh, program by Make Sense, which is Youth for Sustainable Cities. Um, yeah. And um, actually, through this uh, program, I met my co-hosts and uh, friends and co-founders of the podcast Sustainer Rumble. Um, and then uh, also, I am uh, an I am an aspiring elite athlete. So uh, on my free time, if I'm not reading books, if I'm not listening to podcasts, or if I'm not uh, taking online courses and everything that keeps me preoccupied. I actually go outdoors. I run the trails. I run the road. I I bike. I also work out, and uh, my 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 goal really is to uh, to reach the you know the the elite level in athletics, particularly in OCR, obstacle course racing and running. Um, uh, before I actually eclipse this kind of phase, because I am sure that I do not have all the years in the world to be as fit as this. So I am just racking up uh, achievements before I actually move on to my next phase. So other than that, I have um, I am so interested with a lot of things. I am an I am a curious learner. Uh, I if you can see if you would be able to read or see my tabs in in my browser every day. There are so many articles that I read every day. Um, there are so many media, uh, video, or uh, um, any any reading uh, material that I actually consume every day to actually keep myself updated, especially on the newest trends in uh, economics, technology, innovation, sustainability, and whatnot. Wow. That's a lot to unpack there. Tech startup, <laughs> uh, sustainable. Uh, I don't know how the sustainable thing is, but yeah, we're gonna talk about that because I mentioned that earlier. And then athlete. Wow, this is a this is an amazing uh, thing. Uh, but before we get into the stuff that you've unpacked, that uh, we're gonna talk about. Um, Let, let's take it back. Let's take it back a bit. Um, if you and I were classmates in high school, who were you in high school? Uh, are you the silent type, the athletic? Are you are you still the same athletic? Are, are you the guy with the chicks? Because yeah, you when you said athlete, that was the first <laughs> signal. Yeah, this guy is an all rounder, and I got respect to this guy. So yeah, I digress What? from the question. If you were if you and I were um, Uh, classmates in high school are you the athletic type the shy type you know the introverted person the, or back of the class or you were, were you the front of the class competitive in your own field in terms of you know being nerdy or being uh, the 
the first in class and all that stuff. Who were you in high school if you and I were classmates? Okay. So if you and I were classmates, uh, you would see me as the competitive type, the top of the class type. Uh, funny enough, despite uh, being being engaged in athletic activities and competitions uh, these past years, I wasn't really the top athlete before. Uh, in in a in a circle of athletes and jocks, I am yeah. the only geek. I I am the only one who's really about nerdy, who's really smart, who's really uh, geeky in, in the in the circle of basketball and uh, football players. Um, I have been. Uh, I, my circle of friends, mostly in in college, I mean in, in high school and in elementary, are um, are the jocks. Um, so uh, every now and then, say after classes, uh, we we play basketball using our uh, our black shoes with with the with the heels, right? So yeah. um, my 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 mom would actually scold me because uh, there is not one pair that lasts a year because <laughs> I play. The, the the black shoes the leather shoes yeah. uh, uh, at basketball after classes so um, and then uh, speaking about the geeky part so uh, I have been also um, close with the the geeks the in the batch uh, in the batches I am I, I was in so um, I read a lot of course we would share books uh, I read novels but at, at the time uh, they were reading Harry Potter I wasn't reading that. Yeah. Uh, I was reading Percy Jackson and whatnot, so we would share books. And I was I was also uh, an achiever type, uh, meaning you know I do not really care really so much about uh, having high marks. I just wanna succeed. I just wanna stand out. I just wanna you know be at the spotlight. Meaning I take on leadership roles. Um, I I also impress in wherever. I was also uh, in the debate team. So mm-hmm. I have competed already both in the local and national debate competitions uh, mm-hmm. back in when I was in in high school, and um, yeah, so um, a lot of people actually misunderstood me when I was in high school because I was this, uh, you know, really not not cheeky but uh, really um, I think extroverted uh, leader type who really wants like near perfection, and that. That uh, that leads to the point wherein, uh, say, if I take on leadership roles, I would really scold my 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 classmates. I would really report them to the teachers. Yet, yeah, right. So, yeah. um, so I I I got into different trouble uh, when I was in high school uh, because of that primarily. I I did not uh, engage in any fist fight at all. Uh, I took it I took it uh, uh, with diplomacy because I believe that okay. Uh, I believe that uh, if two or two, three or more kids would, would actually be fighting, it would not be good for them to uh, to take it into to, into a fist fight. Meaning, uh, it's it's much better if there is some sort of a mature mediator, meaning the the guidance counselors, the the parents and whatnot. So, um, yeah, um, so that was me. I was the I was the achiever type. Uh, I was the geek in the circle of uh, uh, circle of jocks and athletes, and uh, I was kind of also the nerdy type. So, yeah. It's funny. the The moment you said geek, and then you played basketball, I had this image in my head. This is one thing I wanted to share. 
is that the moment you guys finish this is what this is what was running to you know you just you just finished let's say a 15 minute game or a 20 minute game and then suddenly all of a sudden hey folks do you guys want to sit down and study some physics you know that was my impression <laughs> you know sit down with a physics book and just dabble into some gravity defying stuff you actually know? i n- <laughs> i never i never did that interestingly i never did that because Uh, I know my friends, my the the jock friends would not be interested in that. So, uh, uh, that uh, how I went about it is I had different uh, circle of friends. So I had the Greek, uh, I had the jock friends, yeah. I had the geek friends, I had the debating friends and whatnot. So really different circles of friends, and uh, actually that helped me get through uh, college. Given that I I, I just uh, mentioned that I am a curious learner, so I tend to do. Everything, um, so I um, just being uh, you know being involved and being close with people who are good and who are talented in those uh, specific areas would actually uh, make my life more interesting. And it actually, did uh, it made my life interesting in high school and even until now. You took the words right on, out of my mouth. My signature line: "Interesting." <laughs> <laughs> Okay. All right. So I'm I'm actually willing to bet. Uh, would Rajiv say about 20 interesting words in this in this recording? Uh, 25, 30. I guess uh, we we would leave that to the to the audience to to, to guess. <laughs> well, if if that's your bet, 25, I'm going 50, <laughs> and I'm starting now. That's really interesting <laughs> that you could think of it that way. <laughs> Well, I I underestimated your capabilities, Raj. <laughs> you underestimate my power, just like Darth Vader. <laughs> <laughs> you had the high ground. <laughs> yeah. So let's get into the stuff that you unpacked here. Um, first of all, let's go f- let's go accordingly because you mentioned leadership, athletics, sustainable, and tech startup. Tech startup, I'm I'm sure is. Uh, or startup in general is um, business. I'm I'm sure that's uh, one one of the interesting thing because uh, I'm a transitionary yes. uh, person. Prior to our recording, uh, I'm a fresh graduate of um, uh, music, and I want to transition to entrepreneurship. And of course, the startup phase. I think I'm still in the startup phase. It's. It, it, I think the thing that I'm I'm struggling there is uh, uh, getting started, basically. But yeah, um, we'll talk about that in in a few more minutes. Uh, let's talk about leadership first. Uh, is this uh, when when you did le- leadership in in school, and I'm sure the discipline carried through throughout your you know the upcoming projects that you took and all that stuff. Uh, was it a genetic thing that you've inherited? Um, I'd like to believe, yeah, uh, primarily because. Uh, I know that uh, my parents were also achievers themselves. Uh, my dad used to be the silent type. Uh, my mom kind of like uh, same, but uh, I think I what I what, uh, where I really got this uh, this this genes this talent um, is from my grandmother. She used to be a, a teacher back when she was in uh, she was still uh, alive uh, when she was still working. Uh, she uh, was also engaged in so many things, I- including politics, governance, 
in civil society. So just her being, you know, taking those positions and uh, really taking control of whatever she is uh, holding and she is managing is really something to admire. And I think that is where I where I got it also. Uh, but uh, uh, I also got this, I believe, from my uh, my grandparents also from the mother side, uh, because uh, both of them are really uh, detailed detail orient detail oriented uh, business people. So uh, they had they handled businesses uh, multiple businesses in the province, and uh, they were also influential in in a way in in their communities. So I just believe that. You know, this is something that I also got from them, and at the same time, this is also something that uh, developed over time, uh, with uh, exposure. Also, um, I won't say that I I I had the confidence early on um, when I was really young. Uh, I used to be this uh, shy 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 kid until until I I just uh, tried. Say joining singing comp- singing competitions when I was in elementary, although that did not flourish because I did not, I wasn't able to because of my my multiple interests I wasn't able to to uh, nurture that uh, talent, and then I also joined um, this uh, what they call this uh, balagtasan if you have uh, if you can remember uh, in 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 Filipino uh, in Filipino subject where you have, have like there is like four people five people in a in a group and then you would be saying poetic things uh in front of the stage you would like you would be like um debating at the same time uh you know um blurting out uh, poetic rhymes and whatnot and um i i also joined dance uh competitions i also had to lead uh had to lead those although i wasn't the the choreographer but i was sort of like uh the the lead dancer when I was young, so um, yeah, I think I just I just developed the urge to to join those competitions because I have so many um, I, I I have I, I have I have so much curiosity about a lot of things, and I think that just uh, grew into like you know more practical um, uh, usage and utilization of of this kind of skill which we now call leadership. So yeah, uh, it's really a, a, a mix or combination of both uh, the genetics and also the exposure. Also, uh, when you mean uh, when you mean by exposure, did you have that um, firsthand experience in the field before you even got into the field? So you 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 know that the moment because you mentioned earlier that you have uh, that eye for detail and that kind of perfectionism when it comes to leadership do you have that first-hand experience as well from from your parents you know where there were certain days where they you you tagged along with them and then uh, you know you saw them doing their thing you know did you have that by any chance um actually i cannot really um i cannot really recall any particular moment but uh uh I know my dad is uh, is really detail oriented um, uh, when it comes to management. Uh, also, my mom when it comes to uh, managing the house uh, and, and actually putting control in everything. Um, I think um, just them, you know, um, nurturing me as I grew up, being more specific and particular with everything that I am doing. 
being really supportive of uh, of my choices. I think that is that, that somehow grew over time. It did not there there wasn't like one magic moment where you know like uh, it was it was a big news flash for me and then I learned that okay this is leadership. Um, I although I took some um, some roles in this in school. I think that is also where I I was able to to recognize that it's it's called leadership. It's it's what leadership is about. Um, like uh, you know, people. I I uh, I, I had the, these experiences although that um, uh, groups or people or uh, teachers actually put me on the pedestal, and I think that's okay. Uh, they put me on the pedestal because they think that I am the most mature one uh, in the group. So they entrust me with uh, with things, and I think you know the the mere responsibility, that that and also the liability to, to actually um, you know do the right thing, and make the right choices, and also be responsible for others. I think that uh, just grew on me, and uh, over time, yeah, I think that uh, everything all collectively, uh, you know, blossomed into you know the leadership traits and the the, the skills that I have right now. Interesting, interesting. Wow, you are really a specimen. That's two. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, you're counting. <laughs> That's too interesting. <laughs> I'm <That's>, counting. <laughs> yeah, actually, three plus the other one that I said earlier. Um, but yeah. <laughs> um. Wow. I mean, wow. That's really fascinating. Right off the bat, leadership. I think we need more people like you in, in times like this. Because uh, this is where the madness happens, and you know the craziness happens, and we, we need uh, proper guidance with with all. I'm not really getting uh, political or anything, but yeah, the uh, mm. I'm, I, I kind of understand that the thing. Um, and uh, it's fascinating, it's fascinating and interesting at the same time. Um, let's transition from leadership into athletics. Um, Athletics. How did uh, athletics uh, thing uh, play a sense of discipline in in your current you know life? You know, I'm sure you mentioned also earlier that you would do exercise, and you you mentioned also that you have this one body, and you you gotta take care of it. So prior to that, when did that happen? When did the fascination for athletics is that also genetic, like the same thing as leadership? Ah, uh, okay. So I'd like to believe that we are we were not really uh, we are not really a, a an athletic family uh, yeah. even in my uh, even you know in my roots uh, both from my mother and my father's sides uh, I I just got fascinated first into sports uh, I I can vividly remember when I I went to the province and then I was around 10 10 years old back then and then my my cousins are really were really into basketball, so they introduced me into basketball. They they were watching NBA, so they were like, uh, they were showing me NBA games. So we would uh, watch together. Back then, I did not really understand what basketball was, uh, so I started watching. And then my first, uh, actually my my first idols, uh, when I started watching NBA was Tracy McGrady, and Dirk Nowitzki. So uh, I uh, I was watching them, and then. Uh, I got into I, I like they also taught me how to play. They also brought me along uh, to watch a local game in the stadium. So uh, like that grew the interest in in in, in basketball uh, for me. Uh, 
And then sooner or later, as I discovered more sports, uh, watch them on, on TV like tennis, um, lawn tennis, American football, football, uh, motorsports like uh, Formula One and whatnot. So that actually just, you know, uh, just uh, grew the interest uh, to, to watch sports. And essentially, I also, since I, I was also in, uh, you know, involved and I was also engaged in sports uh, so the tendency was I got into different circles of friends that are into sports uh, mainly the the athletes the 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 jocks right so we would play like I said we would play basketball uh, every uh, every day at the end of the class uh, end of the after the after the classes end and then um, uh, I I actually wanted to be good that good that much although given that I have so many interests I was also in the debate uh, debate team in the broadcasting team. Um, it was it was difficult for me to actually um, play basketball more often than they do, or than than they did rather. So uh, tendency that what happened was they developed more talent than me. They had more time, so they were the varsity players, and I was I was the like just a player like uh, someone who loves playing basketball and watching sure. basketball and then uh, it just further grew um, sure. so I, I did not become uh, an athlete back then I did not be, I did not I, I wasn't able to successfully um, enter the varsity team huh. um, so uh, others were way better than me but then right now I had I had the chance already to fulfill that uh, that specific aspect, uh, particularly since uh, I've been also fond of uh, jogging back then, so that grew further into running, and then I also met people who like OCR obstacle course racing, so they also introduced me to that sport, which I also fell in love right off the bat. And you know, OCR is also involved or, or is also. Uh, engage with uh, with running, so there is a bit of running also with uh, in, in the sport of OCR. So uh, I thought that this is something that I can actually do. So I just need to actually you know condition my body better, not just running, but also uh, develop my upper body strength and whatnot, uh, develop my cardio. So I trained for it. I I met a community uh, 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 that is fond of of training for OCR and and competing also. So we would uh, work out together. We would train together. Um, then we would also be comparing milestones. We would also be motivating each other until you know that that kind that uh, that world really dawned on me, and uh, I was like, okay, I, I think I can do this. I think I can, you know, I can crash the podium. Uh, back then, I just I just uh, uh, when I first uh, started joining competitions, it was like so so. Like I just wanted the the experience and not, nothing else. Uh, but then as I did it. Uh, a little bit more and as more more of these people from the community are aiming for uh, medals then I, I i i grew the interest also to uh, to, to achieve those kinds of things so uh it was it, it is it is rather um uh, a gruesome process um being an athlete might be uh, might, might be glamorous for a lot of people given that you say for example you see it, see them on TV yeah. you see their workout videos they're so intense they f- you feel you, you you think that they're so strong and whatnot yeah. but actually what happens uh, uh, at the back of the curtain is pure blood and sweat 
um, dedicated uh, just to win. Uh, it's like you are you are you are training. Uh, you are training for uh, three months, say six times, six times a week, five times a week, only to race in a competition that will only take like 30 minutes. So like imagine all those times, times of preparation, all collectively compared to, to just the single event that would just take a 30 minutes or one hour or more. So it's nothing. The training, the process is, is nothing compared to actually the the to the competition. So it's really you know the involvement of discipline, and I think that's one of the things that I really learned. Although discipline wasn't really new to me, given that I'm I was already um, uh, taking on responsibilities when I was in school. Yeah. Uh, discipline in the real world, in the bigger world, mm-hmm. is uh, something that I further nurtured uh, in myself. Uh, through athlete- athletics, because um, say okay, uh, I'll just take you through the process. Say for example, I'm already running. Okay, yeah. so I'm already uh, it it is uh, let's just say it's a 42 kilometer marathon, and then I am already at the 30 kilometer mark. Now, uh, in in a marathon, the first 30 kilometers you can just bear it through your uh, your sheer physical abilities. But 30 to 42 kilometers, that last 12 kilometer stretch of the competition of the race, is actually purely mental toughness. Like everything is pain, everything feels so painful. Your legs are hurting. You are gassing out. You are your energy is depleting. Uh, you feel like you you want to stop. You just want to walk walk it out. But then you have to continue. You have to run. So it's really purely mental toughness, and. Um, you have to carry yourself to the finish line. It wasn't easy. Like the the running, which uh, say for example, at the first 10 to 20 kilometers of that race, uh, is, is is say very very manageable given that you have already trained for it for uh, a couple of months and you have, have actually prepared your body for it. But then what your body is not prepared is the the latter stages. Which is purely mental, not really physical, but really purely mental in your head. Uh, how much do you want it? How much do you want to push? How much do you want to to gain to to to, to gun for a better time? Uh, it depends on you. Whatever your milestone wants to uh, what 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 your milestone is, what you are really uh, what you're really aiming for. Is it um, do you want to set a personal record? Do you want to finish on top of the podium? Do you want to finish at a specific position? Or whatnot, it depends on you. But if you say if you are gunning for a, a PR, a personal record, or for um, uh, uh, for for uh, for a pole, I mean podium position, then you really have to push it. You really have to be mindful also of your body. Uh, it's not that easy. Of course, you cannot just purely um, purely you know run it out. You have to also learn how to manage your body. You have to you have to really know your body before you. Go into a race. You have to know uh, at what point you ha- you would feel dehydrated. Uh, at what point do you have to hydrate? How much? At uh, how much energy you want you have to store, uh, and and all those things. It re- it really it really gets technical, especially if you are gunning for something that big. Um, so mental toughness and grit is really something that's uh, that's uh, that that athletes are are learning in the in the process uh, from training. Uh, uh, to the race 
and uh, for me in my case mental toughness and grit are really important assets critical assets to uh, to, to my journey as a professional not maybe not really uh, for athletics but really more into entrepreneurship because uh, uh, there are so many challenges in life that uh, uh, you have to you have to bear you have to go through and you have to have that mental toughness especially if you're starting a business if you are making a leap it's like you're also sacrificing a lot of things uh, you are sacrificing your day job if you if you plan to f- go full time for your uh, for your new business uh, you're also sacrificing time uh, for your, uh, away from your family you're also probably uh, sacrificing some leisure uh, I mean you know some hobbies that you used to have so if you are, if you used to be an athlete then uh, you ha- you would have to like uh, if if your 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 business demands it, you would have to let go of your athletic uh, athletic activities and just focus primarily on on your uh, on your startup or on your new business. So there are lots of cards to play. Uh, you would also invest your money there. So you would have to to be able to to grit it out because passion will will take you actually will actually make you start. Passion will make you start. But grit will keep you going. Um, the, your your sheer passion to start that business is something that would actually pull you in. So you would start it out. You would be so motivated to, to actually start it now. Uh, you would invest in it. You would learn more about it. You would uh, find team members uh, or business partners to, to work with you. But then uh, once the, the tough gets going, that is where the grit kicks, kicks in. Do you have the enough grit to actually push through? Is this really what you wanted? Um, are you are you are you are you uh, a cut above the rest, or do you have what it takes to actually push this through? Uh, do you have the mental toughness? Do you have the emotional toughness to actually weather the storm, or uh, can you actually take the the hit? Uh, a lot of um, entrepreneurs have failed. Uh, that's a fact. Um, so really. You know, first and foremost, you, you, if you are gonna enter into entrepreneurship, you really have to uh, have that grit and mental toughness, and that is really something, or those are really two things that are really vital, that were really vital uh, in the learning process when when I when I'm engaged in athletics. It's interesting how you segued from uh, saying from athletics to entrepreneurship, and uh, we even haven't scratched <laughs> the surface. It's very, very, very interesting. And I think that's number eight already. It's fascinating. I love the story. And um, uh, one thing that caught my attention earlier on uh, was the, the fact that if you were to think about this the way I, I, I heard it, is that if you had the possibility to kind of dedicate your athletics into the sports side of thing you would have also there would have been an alternate universe where you would have dominated in the uh, in the athletic side probably because that's how I that's how I heard it earlier on when when you said you were in high school with your classmates or your basketball with your friends yeah you mentioned that um, you mentioned a lot that uh, saying that uh, there was a lot of stuff going on. I'm, I'm sure you're getting, you're getting hit uh, hits from left to right. So uh, I'm sure yeah. that um, 
uh, it was tough to manage everything and then put everything into a plate and then consider working on on that on that level and then after that you know you're missing out the opportunity but then again i think you you mentioned that you actually successfully managed to uh, make a uh, what what's the word for it um compensate you manage to compensate in the end you're still doing what you love and you you you're still mm. you're still it's funny how I, i'm looking at the entire storyline and i i love the entire arc where you 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 kind of regretted something in high school which you wished you would have taken but then it it evolved you know you you you've started from basketball and then you're doing ocr and then you're doing other stuff and then now you're also including entrepreneurship which is the the main point there is that you are really a truly specimen <laughs> because that is i think i just have yeah. i think i just have a lot of time that's all <laughs> <laughs> yeah is really interesting now i don't know what uh, number interesting i'm talking about but yeah uh, <laughs> it's really fascinating um before we get into uh, we we get into a little bit of uh, sustainability talk and uh, a little bit more we dig deep into entrepreneurship uh folks uh, we're just going to have a short break and then we'll be right back after these few short messages Welcome to Hintang Nights Podcast. Ang inyong midnight thoughts na walang pinipiling oras. Ang long distance friend mo na mahiling mag-advice. At ang go-to hub mo kapag gusto mo lang ng maingay sa buhay. This podcast is hosted by yours truly, Jelly. Hey folks, welcome back to The Rajiv Show. And again, my guest, uh, CK, Christopher Klein. And we... we During the ad, we, he was actually talking about something fascinating. I think we will unravel that as well in in this conversation. So at least, uh, wasted breath won't be a thing. At least the golden <laughs> moments won't die out. Uh, uh, during the break, we were talking about you know um, time management, and uh, it was fascinating how um, dedicated CK is to his life and the art of living, and it's really fascinating with all the stuff that he's doing i hope i uh, i hope in this conversation after this conversation i'd uh, i'd get some of his influence uh, saying but i i want to share some stuff also i mean yeah i, I know <laughs> uh, of the first half you've kind of dominated the conversation i want to also share some stuff that i think i've also shared um, in previous conversations that i've had is that uh, during a span of my my life um yeah i keep sharing this a lot uh the lost years which is um uh my years from 2005 and 2015 i've kind of inherited the the habit of being a perfectionist in terms of what i do and um it's really fascinating um when i learn something especially when it comes to the creative side like creating stuff i have that sense of yeah. um The details has to be right, or else I have to go back to the drawing board again. You know, during the earlier drawing period when I used to draw comics, uh, that I, I consider that the longest relationship that I've had because um, uh, that 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 one-on-one, those one-on-one moments that I've had with my art and uh, 
uh, mostly it was all about me and my art. It was uh, research. I was all I had free. I had access when I was in India. I had access to internet, and mostly I spent my time. Uh, I spent my days uh, studying other artists and trying to emulate it in such a way that you know. I get so disappointed. I set my expectations so high, but in the end, I get so disappointed. And then uh, you know, it's uh, it's kind of morally degrading. You know, it's like uh, certain days I want to break up with the art, but then five minutes later, I'm sorry, darling, mm. I love you. And then you know, get back together. <laughs> <laughs> it's not really a, ta- a toxic Filipino style thing, but it's more like. Uh, a relationship is like a ro- normal relationship you know you there are always going to be those arguments and all that stuff that, that's why even even lately it kind of it's it's spilled over in my marketing and uh, in 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 anything i do with the creative you know social media now that i'm lately obsessed with social media because of uh, how how it operates how how to think like a social media guy you 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 got to know what you're saying you got to know thing and then of course i have a weakness for grammar which is i think i haven't shared that portion you know uh i have a weakness for grammar in such a way that um, what i have in my head it's funny funny enough it it happens a lot i it subconsciously it happens a lot uh when when i type something or i write something i say it out loud but even when I say it out loud or I think I keep it in my head and then I type it out, I, I have this habit of not back reading the entire sentence or the entire word. Mm. And then when I get that, like, you know, let's say, let's talk about Facebook posts. You know, we, I use Canva a lot. And then when I get my message out there, it's funny. I get comments or messages you're missing out a comma here you're missing out a period mark and I get so uh, frustrated yeah. <laughs> uh, there's a certain moments like I have the itchy trigger finger for uh, pulling the, the post back and then taking it back and then resharing it in such a way that I, I get to organize my thoughts again because sometimes uh, most of the time it actually happens a lot you know uh, and um, yeah I've developed uh, the same thing that during the break you said that you don't have the you don't want to waste time i think you mentioned that perfectly the funny thing about me is that that's also the same thing for me i have adhd when it comes to thing and uh, <laughs> as we speak and stuff uh, i'm looking for ways to make sure that my hands and uh, everything around me is working like i'm still doing something along with thing and uh, not just that uh, in uh, i think i've also mentioned this uh, while I'm talking to you, I'm actually listening to music uh, that kind of gets me into the groove, which is also one thing that uh, motivates me. I'm sure none of you guys are hearing mm-hmm. the music that I hear. It's because uh, it's directed to my monitor. And um, the main reason for that is it's a habit that I've developed over the span of all the podcast episodes that I've done uh, from here and the PPD show. It's that I have the need to have... Uh, some some sort of music to get me into the groove. I know it sounds weird, and yeah, I am a weird character coming from an artist perspective. It's very weird, but yeah, it kind of works for me. But yeah, <laughs> those are the things you know. Always, I have an ADHD is uh, stuff, and uh, I, I do a lot of stuff. Uh, and uh, granted that, I think I've uh, reached 
41th episode of this Let's Talk series. It's <laughs> uh, it kind of it kind of sets my entire year. So for the next coming years prior to this, uh, all I have to do is just edit and work things out and then get things together. But yeah, aside from that, it, it's interesting in itself. <laughs> interesting, and I don't know if you have a meter there, an interesting meter there. I think I've already. <laughs> I've already reached. I think 11. you're about like, you're at about 15 already. <laughs> I think you're I, at about 15 already. <laughs> yeah. Wow. But anyway, yeah. uh, so you mentioned about ADHD. I'm actually just interested about it because mm. I I know for a fact that uh, uh, people with ADHD really have a hard time focusing. Yeah. So uh, if you're really someone who who aims for something, like how do you manage that? Uh, That 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 scenario, that dynamic, wherein okay, uh, you have this tendency that you cannot focus, but then you have to focus. Uh, it's funny. Uh, that's a that's a good question, but the funny part about that is I don't think I I have the remedy for it. Is that once my attention mm. is deviated, um, I I don't know how to remedy that conversation. It's just that. Uh, there are certain times that I have to back say what I'm saying. It's like if if in Messenger we have the back read system, uh, I have to back say what I'm saying. If if in case even that portion, uh, I don't even know what I'm back saying, I say forget about it. Moving on, you know. <laughs> uh, and uh, uh, how I manage to survive that thing is if if the conversation, the earlier conversation, regardless of what. Uh, Where we're heading to towards is um, it has that sense of uh, productivity. I have the system in 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 terms of conversations, and I think I learned this from one of Jay Shetty's um, thing, where there's this fi- filter mm-hmm. method. I, I, I'm sure you've heard about this, where uh, Socrates, uh, a friend of Socrates, approaches him and then uh, tells him something about uh, a, a gossip to him, and then. Socrates respond in such a way that um, uh, he filters out the entire conversation. One is if it's useful, would it benefit him? Would it give him value? And then the third one I forgot, but it, it's somewhere in uh, it, it, it's somewhere in uh, in, in Jay Shetty's uh, epi- uh, one of those uh, thing old episodes. And in the end, uh, the end result is the person was gonna tell him a gossip about his wife cheating on him. And then, of course, the ending of that was there's a quotation where Socrates. Uh, but it, the the main point there is there's that filter method that um, that I kind of inherited in such a way that if if the conversation that we're having it, it, uh, if it if gives me value, it's worth a conversation. But if it's not, you know, I'm not taking the risk of ha- spending an hour having that conversation with you. I rather You know, put my mind into something. You know, and that's the same thing. That's a mm. habit that I've uh, I've also spilt over in college because um, I think I mentioned this also before with uh, my teacher. I, I had a conversation with her with him earlier on, yeah, where um, I never get along with my folks in college because um, this is funny. Uh, most of the conversations that they have. Is all about you know uh, it, uh, stuff like gossip, you know, 
uh, I don't like mm. this guy because he was my ex for five years and all that stuff. And you know, thinking about that stuff, yeah. internalizing that, I often ask myself one question is that if I listen, if I invest my time in that, will I do an examination? <laughs> am I gonna do an I uh, am I gonna do a board examination with regarding to the data that I've received? So I kind of avoid that more and um, I spend my time looking for people, reasonable sense, people yeah. who have something worth sharing, you know, something worth experience. Experience is one thing. Uh, it, it, in a way, at least uh, it's giving value. I mean, relationship advises, that's good. But as long as there's a main point to it, if not, mostly it's like that or either, you know, Aling Maria from the other neighborhood said this, you know, <laughs> you know, that's a regular uh, Quezon City <laughs> yeah. uh, uh, gossip, chikahan kind of stuff. Those things never really work for me. So I walk away from most of the people that uh, talk about that. And then I just want to invest my time in providing value. If it's small, if it's even a sentence, that can be expounded upon that's uh, that makes that makes my day basically and uh, making people smile along the way is also one of the greatest benefits of having a conversation like that so yeah it's really fascinating yeah and, i think that really yeah. makes a lot of sense especially uh if you especially those people if you are really around them they would just deplete your energy like uh yeah. Like there is nothing really worth talking about there. Well, uh, I would not hold it against them, given that uh, there are lots of things at play right here yeah. uh, in that in that scenario, because uh, what people say and what people think are based on the context of uh, of of their daily lives. Yeah. Given that, say, uh, if those people are are are, are speak like that, it's probably because. That is how uh, they were brought up by their parents, or that is what they normally see in their local communities, yeah. and that actually shaped their reality, right? But then, really, for you, if you really know it's really not something that's that's gonna be beneficial for you, the best way is really to to to, to step away, like uh, spend more time with people who make who, or who talk a lot of uh, talk a lot of sense, spend time with people who who would actually help you nurture your uh, mindset and your knowledge better yeah. and also spend time with people that would actually make you feel better uh, as, as a person in general meaning you know they would they they see your value they think you're amazing uh, they support you in your endeavors and whatnot so yeah i think uh, what you did there is really just you know a, a default option for people who think that uh, those kinds of conversations are not really helpful for them yeah. And I think that's a good way. Uh, I, I don't think that you re- would really belong in those groups. Uh, yeah. So it's I, I I would guess that it's okay that you did not fit in. Uh, what, what's what's wrong with not fitting in if those people if the if the if the meaning of fitting in is actually being around people who are like that, right, yeah. or who think like that. So better not fit in. Be uh, you know stand out among the crowd. Be, yeah. be yourself do what you love to do and explore more of your curiosities and that is that's essentially the lives of the game changers in the world um, they did not fit in because they were just cut above the rest they were not normal right yeah. 
to add on to to what you said about the idea of fitting in is that there's this um, there's this genetic thing that you inherit as well when you're a part of a community because um, it, mm. I, I don't know if you agree with me though in, in this context because um, let's say I have a communicate uh, uh, let's say I have a constant communication with you at some point in period I'm sure deep down inside let's say after this conversation or if I listen to this conversation or I I dabble into the, building that relationship with you as a friend you know I kind of rub off some certain habits of yours that subconsciously I never thought about it but then when someone points it out you know dude you have this thing that you wake up early or uh, which is actually a, an imaginary thought I, I really wake up early uh, <laughs> uh, but yeah that the main ha- habits like uh, the need to do something creative those the need to produce something and th- th- those tiny things that you do that you've mentioned that uh, throughout that building of that relationship probably I've taken up subconsciously that is one thing especially in a community wise you know where you have five to ten people uh, talking to you left and right and then you're gathering all this data and sub- somehow you you've inherited a little bit from Jack you've, you've inherited a little bit from John you know, you've inherited a little bit from Jenny. You've, you've inherited everything, and then that's you. It, it's mm. uh, it it really plays an impactful role. So I guess for those yeah. who are listening, uh, you uh, one thing I gotta say is that if if you are if you're looking for a group or community to join in, don't. Uh, this is just an opinionated from my end. This is just an opinionated thing. Is that. If you really want to join in the community, it's best um, to first uh, know yourself in, in such a way that you could uh, build your own interests and make yourself interesting enough for you to be influential to someone mm-hmm. rather than you uh, getting influenced by someone and then in the end, you know, regretting it. And then it goes to that circle of depression, anxiety and all those whatnots that, yes. you know, people want to avoid. So, yeah. Find your crew by finding I, you. That's, I think, the simplest form. Mm. Yeah, I totally agree with that, Raj. No. Uh, so, it's really important that you really know yourself and mm. you discover more of what you really want in life. Of course, when you're, if you're still a kid or if you're at, you know, in, in, in elementary or in high school, this would not make sense. Uh, you would find it hard to, to understand this because, of course, you do not know much about the world. But then if you can actually decide, if you can learn, uh, think for yourself and you can decide whatever you want to do and choose who your friends are, choose those who uh, you can also inspire and influence. At the same time, choose those who you would rather uh, spend most time with because these people, in one way or another, uh, without you knowing it, can also still influence you uh, on, on certain levels. And so, if you want to be influenced in a positive way, go with people who can actually do that for uh, do that for you, yeah. um, because these people will actually help you shape your realities. Yeah. There are lots of things that uh, you have not discovered or have not learned yet that you would learn from these people, and it's actually you choosing what you want to learn uh, by judging them on, say, their temperament on things, their character and whatnot. Because tendency is people. Who have better disposition at life 
who have a good mindset and are more uh, are are healthy also in emotion uh they tend to 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 be more responsible people tend to be more um tactful with whatever they say or whatever they do uh they tend to be more diligent they also tend to be more intelligent so yeah. really stick with people who compliment you and uh, who you compliment also so it's it's really you know you influence them in a positive way and you they can also influence you in a positive way making you a really better person overall and um yeah uh, one more thing is um i i want to add in this um it's not really a spiritual uh, psychological uh, philosophical um add on into this conversation because um this this conversation kind of opened up a wormhole which is something that i really want to express and um the the thing that i learned in 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 building relationships it's that um over the span of um I, i'm i'm speaking from experience granted in this in this uh, pandemic of course when i joined the ppd community and uh, i've met also people outside of the ppd community the guests that i've had over the past uh, 41 episodes uh one thing is that one thing that i've learned is that um the 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 philosophical or the metaphysical thing that i've learned is when you really want to learn someone uh, it, it it goes beyond looks it goes beyond intellect uh this this, this is this is going to be a little bit turned for from the left side of the field how i uh, what i mean by what i said is that um, when you are when you meeting someone for the first time for me personally when i'm meeting someone for the first time it's more than just the conversation that connects uh for me of course there's that sort of judgmental uh thing going on in the back of my head granted that if the person can speak mm-hmm. properly or express granted that if they can't even speak properly but they have ideas that they can express they can communicate it's um it's really fascinating but the one thing aside from that generic stuff from the judgment and all the stuff one thing that i've learned is uh the, it's kind of more like a pseudo spiritual thing is that finding out what the person's vibe is you know that uh, and uh, i know the, the conversation is weird for me when um when i've met everybody and uh, when i've met everybody from the ppd and outside the ppd uh, it's more about uh, how i felt with the vibe it's it's all about the vibe uh, it, 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 mm. in the sense that you know um uh it, it's like a, a soul seeking certain um uh a soul seeking certain uh habitat for it to live for it to grow for it to survive and yeah. uh throughout the conversations that i've had uh, i felt like each episode that i've done is my soul has found uh, a sort of uh home into the conversations like i've that's the reason why i get into you know the tra- getting into the high school traveling into the high school getting to know and painting a picture of who the persons who the people are It's really fascinating that I, I want to see I I want to compare vibes in order to see that and uh, and throughout the span of the conversation if the if we are vibing that you know 
you'd, you'd feel it. You know, it, it's not really something that you could really express in word or in uh, action or even in a blog. It's 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 more about uh, you could tell you could tell that it 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 works for you and uh, that's uh, the thing about it. So yeah, this really interesting thing that I wanted to share. Which uh, yeah, and in this conversation, I I would love to say that I kind of vibed with uh, with my guest because uh, one thing is. Uh, we talk a lot and uh, sometimes there are certain times where we hit the record button and when we are on ad breaks, <laughs> we still carry on the conversation <laughs> now, regardless of uh, ad breaks or not. But yeah, that's, uh, that's the one thing that I love to share, the spiritual, metaphysical, philosophical uh, side of building relationships is finding your vibe and finding your... your uh, your home, your your home for conversations and intellectual uh, stretch and knowledge. So yeah, that's that's my experience in in that entire thing. Uh, we're just gonna have a quick one. We're just gonna have a quick conversation about uh, startups and uh, thing because I think in the first half, uh, CK already opened <laughs> a little bit of insights. I wanted to ask though. Uh, I don't think. Uh, this might be a nonsensical question, but I'm still asking it regardless. Is that when you did your startup, were there certain things that you said uh, that uh, were culture shock to you? That did that created a sort of culture shock to you in in the sense that um, when you uh, when you started out, when you started out, uh, of course, uh, it, uh, the the idea of startups. Uh, is is tough because one is you're starting with no resource, no knowledge, and you're new to the field. And I'm sure you agree with me on that. Is that but, but were there certain uh, culture shock thing that when you started out and said, "Oh, I did not know that was uh, that was uh, that could happen. You could do that. You could do this. You could take this. You could take that." Were there certain moments like that uh, with you? Okay. So when we talk about culture shock, uh, generally I did not have any because um, uh, since uh, since I was in college, I have already been engaged with the local community, meaning I have also taken a student ambassador role uh, for a tech, uh, for a startup company to actually build the community in the Philippines, and so uh, being engaged, being uh, in close contact with the CEOs, the founders, and whatnot, um, I was able to to get into their minds. I was able to understand whatever they're going through. So, like, I had this, uh, I already had this um, idea of what it is like running a startup from the very outset. But of course, that does not mean that it's totally predictable already. Uh, running a startup is really unpredictable, given that. Okay, by definition, uh, startup is a, a an innovative business, an innovative new business that uh, that uh, implements or uses a business model that that is scalable, but not yet proven. Given that uh, 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 that means that uh, the business model itself is something really new, it's innovative, and it's not yet something that uh, is already been you. Uh, been um, replicated by a lot of med- uh, businesses that have already f- um, flew off the ground and succeeded. So, uh, what are the what are the you know? Let's just go into the definition here a bit. So, what are the 
uh, what are the repeatable business models particularly those are the uh, traditional business uh, businesses like uh, restaurants um, uh, retail uh, warehousing logistics and whatnot although th- these uh, sectors can still be disrupted with new innovative business models and we can call that a startup so uh, by definition not all new businesses are startups but uh, all startups are new businesses so uh, as you go along as you go along the journey of running your startup you would also you would still be encountering different difficulties that may not be very different at all given that if you are really engaged and you have a lot of friends uh, in the community then they can you can share experiences uh, they might not be very new at all to you but uh, they might be something that would actually rattle your cage. Like you would have to make some adjustments. Some adjustments that you might not be comfortable doing, but you have to. Um, there might be different, uh, you know, that could actually derail you from your progress. So you really have to embrace the suck, uh, essentially. You have to embrace whatever is, uh, is nagging, whatever is painful, because you have to do it. Um, there wasn't really a culture shock for me uh but of course there were surprises for sure there were lots of things that i did not know that uh are are there because we all know that the world is ever evolving and so nothing is really final lots of things happen uh and given the fact that you are running a business with a new and non-repeatable business model but can actually scale so much um there is uh, there are lots of surprises and at the same time there are lots of opportunities and potential potential uh, growth to, to take place and so yeah um, but uh, given that you know uh, these surprises can actually be difficult also um, you would have to make choices that you did not ought to and uh, I think you would really have to prepare for it if you wanna if you are if you're really uh, convinced that you want to do this and uh, I would just like to point that uh, of course uh, when you start a, a business you have to know whatever you are going whatever you're going to go through you have to have the resources uh, you have to have the, the the money first and foremost to invest in the business uh, you have to you have to to develop the business acumen uh, meaning you have to have that uh, knowledge and skill set to manage a team uh, to run your finances to, to manage uh, your your growth also to meet people expectations to sell and whatnot so you have to have those things before you make a jump because if you make a jump without having the adequate resources if you fall then it's game over for you that is why uh, really entrepreneurship is not for everyone so despite having the business acumen not a lot of people really really succeed because first and foremost again the business model itself is not repeatable it's not there's no particular blueprint for you to have higher chances to succeed there's actually really low success rate and so you really have to uh, be able to, to to embrace that uh one thing that i really noticed in myself and also other startup founders is that despite having such high risks the reason why people 
startup founders are starting their own startups is because they believe in something that they want to be solved. Uh, they they believe that it's something, it's a pain that they can eradicate themselves because they believe that this pain is also something that the people actually share and they would also be uh, open to paying for the solutions to those kinds of pains. So uh, that's why a lot of people are actually venturing into this. Of course, there are uh, there are so many uh, what do you call this? There are so many um, mi- um, misconceptions uh, when it comes to starting a startup, especially uh, for people uh, in college, those that are still in in, in college, uh, because entrepreneurship is very glamorized in in media. You would yeah. see the Steve Jobs, the Elon Musks of the world. Then the media would portray them as you know. Um, uh, ecstatic or uh, eccentric billionaires that have figured out a really cool technology to solve this particular problem and you know conquer the world or like uh, the media portrays uh, the the startup founders as some sort of like the most brilliant of people the 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 richest and whatnot so like the the industry is really cool in itself that the, you can actually make cool products but that's really on the outset. Uh, at the back of the curtain, it's it's the I think it's the bloodiest career ever. Uh, yeah. It's uh, it's on another level because there, like I said, there is no particular blueprint. You might have guides, you might have inspiration from other people, especially your friends if they are in the startup industry. Mm-hmm. But of course, you have to prepare yourself in getting in in getting surprised with a lot of things. Um, uh, it uh, entrepreneurship is not what the media portrays it to be uh it's more it's a lot more gruesome should i say uh i would just like to say this but uh you know a lot of startup founders have committed suicide um particularly because if you are entering entrepreneurship you have to deal with a lot of anxiety uh every waking day could be every anxious waking day uh, you do not know if you still have another runway. You do not know if this would sell. You're you're not sure if uh if your business model is actually something that would ge- uh, generate revenue. You do not know if your product is something that the people would actually love. Uh, if you try any marketing ploy to to get more people to to notice your product and say for example install if it's a software or download if it's an app. Uh, you do not know if your marketing uh campaign would actually work. Um. You have to deal with a lot of anxiety, and uh, uh, as sad as, as as it is, a lot of people have already committed suicide for it because their luck has run out. They have dealt with anxious days for years on end, or maybe not even a year. Every waking day of their lives, uh, they they were left with nothing. It was a really dark place. They committed suicide. It, it was the it was the easy way out. And so, uh, you know, you have to be really in a good mental state for you to, to uh, before you enter this particular industry. And of course, you have to have the resources. So in case that you fail, you would have the money to, to start back up, say, look for a job or you have to have the money, of course, to invest in your business. Because if you're going to go full time, then you have no other revenue generation uh, unless if you have other passive income. Um then you also have to to also pay your team if you are run if you are the CEO you have to pay your team for their time and effort, and then uh, you have to have the enough skill set 
for you to actually weather the storm. And of course, like I said, grit. Grit really is the is the like your magic potion that will actually keep you running. And of course, grit would not work if you are still on the re- if you are still on the wrong direction. So it's not you know a one size fits all approach. Um, you uh, you just have to really be able to arm yourself beforehand before you actually enter the scene. Wow. Interesting stuff. I mean, powerful, powerful. Uh, that I didn't expect. <laughs> From a short question, I didn't expect that right off the bat. But yeah, this is interesting. Um, I hope my listeners are inspired and fired up. And uh, it, it, in a sense, the way I see it, I, I, I'm not. I'm not saying this uh, saying as a thing because I'm. I I love I love the idea of uh, building something. I mean, there's. Um, there's this funny quote that I think uh, 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 it's been shared in PPD uh, that uh, uh, that people quote me on. Aside from, of course, the word "interesting," is that I often say, <laughs> "Yeah, <laughs> I often say, let's make things happen." And I do not know if I've said this mm. a lot. Also, is that uh, in my goal and my motivation, I, I think I, some couple of collaborations. Someone asked me. Um, what is your legacy? There's this thing that um, that I often enjoy, which is uh, uh, enjoy saying, but I also do mean it authentically from my heart. Is that I I yearn to build a bridge to connect to the world, and I think that's also uh, in relevance to entrepreneurship. Is that um, if you can build uh, an A to B relationship between a person who has his own island and then you know he wants to connect with someone and then you happen to build that bridge that that in itself it, it it's not it's more than recognition it, it's more than respect it's something more than that it's it's uh, uplifting and it, in its way and it's uh, it feels like an accomplishment in its way that um, it doesn't really feed egos or anything like that but that that's one thing that um, I often say is that I want to build bridges to connect to someone. I don't care who it is, how far it is, as long as I've connected someone, I'm good for it. Which is uh, kind of mm-hmm. the thing. Although, yeah, the traumatizing fact- factual thing that I do agree with what CK said is that uh, if you guys want to get into entrepreneurship, don't buy into the marketing stuff that people are saying. The the yeah. the poisonous uh, snake oil stuff that they sell you know it it doesn't work unless if that is your intention you want to do it as your intention and then you believe that you can make it and then you successfully pull it off then more more power to you guys if that's uh, if that's your thing but if not um uh don't even think about it in that uh, thing think about it in a way that it's integrated in your life as though you are living to living in order to die tomorrow you know that i think steve jobs said that w- pro- properly uh, i'm just paraphrasing what he said but yeah that's uh... okay uh yes uh let me just uh add a quick note right here so um you know entrepreneurship is not really for everyone but it doesn't mean that uh entrepreneurship is the only way you can make a change um you know like uh 
the media portrays the entrepreneurs as the game changers, but they're not the only ones. Uh, if you want to keep, to make a change, you have to decide whether it's if it's entrepreneurship or not, uh, because uh, entrepreneurship is only one way to make a change. You can still create change or radiate change or affect change through other means. Uh, there's no bad thing about it. Uh, uh, entrepreneurship is not the end all be all. So you really have to know. You have to really figure out if it's entrepreneurship you want to do. So how do you make a change? Um, you can still make a change by say, uh, you know, being an impactful member of the company you are working with, or uh, being involved with so many civil society activities, or being uh, involved in volunteering activities. There are lots of things. There are lots of ways to make a change. Entrepreneurship is not the only one. So, if you want to make a change, you have to make sure if you really want entrepreneurship or not. And if not, it's okay because there are other ways. Awesome. I thought uh, for a second there, I thought you were gonna transition into sustainable sustainability because that I know. <laughs> that in a sense is yeah. Um, uh, I thought I thought you were gonna build into that, but since. You missed out the opportunity. I might as well make the interesting uh, <laughs> transition because um, uh, to to reinstate what he said, if uh, to reinstate and to add on to what he said, if you also want to make a change and you're looking at uh, other possibilities where your back's against the wall in terms of finance, there's also another possibility, and that is sustain uh, sustainable sustainable. Um, thinking you know instead of yes exactly sorry my i kind of buffered there but yeah that that those are also possibilities where you can also add in your 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 heart because uh that's one i think that's one of your passions uh, in in your podcast you know uh sustainable and uh, i think that was the first time i approached you I, i wanted to know actually at first i wanted to know what exactly is the thing but um, at that time I, I was so busy I could not get time but I will I will spend time and uh, learn more about this but uh, I, I kind of moved on I, I kind of deviated from the questions um, when did you get into that um, uh, to sustainable thinking uh, it, it's a rare I'm sure it's a rare question or it's an idiotic question but how how did you get into it i'm 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 curious okay all right so um well sustainable development or sustainability is not really my forte given that i'm in the, in the entrepreneurship scene yeah. although uh recently sustainable development is something that uh companies new and old are already taking a look into so The reason why or how I got into into this space is uh, my curiosity is really, you know, everywhere. And, um, you know, part of building an innovative company and uh, bridging innovation is also being responsible. Um, we all know for a fact that uh, the rapid economic growth has also led to rapid destruction. Um, you know, factories here and there Um, we all know that uh, you know too much um, uh, what they call this emission of carbon gases, which led to pollution, which led to typhoons and whatnot, and global warming. So climate change also. So 
uh, all these things, you know, I I believe that you know sustainable development is something that is really closely involved with building innovative technologies because we uh, it's not it's not anymore the time where we will just create you know robots or create uh, any high capacity mechanical things or whatnot or devices but also those things those uh, those products that either um, are 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 helping uh, or are, are in green technology rather or are responsible enough not to say emit carbon emission and whatnot so uh, I believe that that is where I actually just slowly and gradually pulled into sustainable development I know it uh, I know sustainability because it, it involves uh, you know taking care of the current resources without jeopardizing the needs in the future um, but uh, really what how I got into it more deeply is through an engagement that I had with uh, with with make sense so they have this uh, program with which is called youth for sustainable cities and uh, there were there were four cities uh, involved there Manila Cebu Dumaguete I forgot the other one um, so there are uh, ambassadors for each particular domain and I was one of the ambassadors in Manila so um, I, I luckily got accepted uh, but I didn't really know what to expect what to do but you know I still I know that for a fact that uh, sustainable development and sustainability is really important because we have seen the the adverse effects of of uh, climate change, pollution, uh, you know, lack of proper education, poverty, hunger, and whatnot to to the world and to the people and the animals as well. So, uh, I, I I entered the program and lo and behold, I met really amazing people with so so diverse backgrounds. So, despite being into sustainable development, those people are really into lots of things different we're really different from each other there were those that were running their own civil society groups there were those who are uh, corporate professionals there are those that are into technology like me and there are those who are into really sustainability they are they are sustainability practitioners so meaning they are uh, their work their day jobs are really uh, are really inclined to sustainability or really related to sustainability and so um, I got deep into this uh, just by being around those people. So I learned more. I, I read more. I was engaged with more conversations, with more uh, uh, discussions. And I, 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 I actually grew the interest in, in sustainable development because known for a fact that uh, me in the tech startup sector, uh, all we want is really rapid change, rapid growth and whatnot exponential growth as we call it however one thing that we are tending to forget is the world is not moving as fast as us Uh, we are depleting so much of its resources than we ought to because of our mindset of rapid and uh, exponential economic growth so um, I believe that uh, you know you cannot be a company in the future or in the in this uh, in this decade if you are not a company that's into sustainability or at least uh, a company that prioritizes sustainability. Um, 
sustainability right now and sustainable development is something that is already being prioritized by a lot of enterprises given that we have to be to be responsible and a lot of policies already both global and local are being uh developed and uh, conceptualized already uh to really ensure that all enterprises are responsible and um you know i believe that you know it's time to care like in one way or another you would really encounter these things uh, because as individuals despite not being the main reasons why you know why individuals as the, the the users the the customers despite not being the re- main reason why we ought to use say plastics or why we ought to to drive cars that uh that emit carbon and whatnot uh we are still responsible for our daily choices and us we can live sustainable lives if we start being more conscious about what what we are doing and i believe that is already leaning towards sustainability we are, that is already leading, leaning towards contributing to sustainable development interesting uh, i don't know what number interesting that is but i really yeah <laughs> i'd love to actually open that that's book. number 25 <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, yeah there's more interesting coming up from the next uh, collaboration I would love to open into that topic, but since I promised you um, that uh, we we take this, uh, you know, we we take this time off to get to know each other. That's usually what the Let's Talk series is all about. I hope we could get to open this in in upcoming episodes, certain uh, topics in in the sustainable world, and um, hopefully also the tech startup and athletics. Because I mean, there's so many things that we could basically talk about and probably make an entire episode we can talk 24 hours and then you know with that 24 hours that's good material yeah. for you know <laughs> for an entire for sure. season you know and then just schedule post that entire thing but let's uh let's uh sing let's um uh, th- th- take that uh, amazing conversation into heart and uh uh deep dive into it because it's it's a good stuff it's some good stuff and let's open it hopefully let's open that pandora's box and the hopeful next upcoming uh, thing and i hope you know i get to book you again for the next collaboration and I, i'd love to get to know you probably once this pandemic is done prior to this recording you and i would grab a beer or, or coffee whatever since you're an athlete yeah i know for sure beer is off uh, off the table and um to wrap up this <laughs> i still drink beers though Uh, okay. Oh, then then we're good. Then we're good. We're good for it. Uh, to wrap up this conversation, of course, this phenomenal, phenomenal conversation. How do um, uh, people, if uh, if my listeners would love to uh, connect with you via social media, how do they find you on social media? Okay, so you can find me on Facebook. My name is Christopher Klein Asinas. Klein is spelled as Calvin Klein. Um, uh, you can also find me on Instagram. That's ck. Asinas, and same with LinkedIn. So if you want to be professionally connected, uh, my my name on Facebook is the same as my name on LinkedIn. And of course, if you want to listen to our show, which will, which explores uh, critical issues on sustainable development, uh, just look up Sustainer Rumble. That's Sustainer Rumble. So like sustainable, but with the rum in the middle. 
and with the uh, uh, exclamation point at the end. Uh, and it's available on both on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. So, yeah. Awesome, awesome. Again, from the beginning of this conversation, I'm still going to take the introduction. I've had a conversation with this. And I'm also going to put this in the bio, by the way. I've had an amazing conversation with the wonderful, legendary specimen of the PPD. <laughs> specimen. <laughs> That is that is your nickname from me because uh, yeah, uh, at first I thought I made a mistake in your in your name. So the, the word client, I thought it was Kian. Yeah, but yeah, <laughs> I deviated. I want to <laughs> say uh, thank you to my guests and um, thank you so much for the wonderful conversation. You are really a phenomenal conversationalist, I must say. And uh, you got some amazing. Thank stuff you, thank you, Rajiv. I yeah, yeah. I'm really happy that uh, you invited me for this. Hopefully, I get to invite you again. That's the main thing, you know. <laughs> for sure. Probably, yeah, if I sure. get your phone number, the you know, you know, upfront, it's gonna be the specimen. <laughs> it's gonna be there. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, uh, thank you again for this opportunity to be a part of the Rajiv show, and um, I've said that a lot. And uh, for those who are tuning in, I'm sure you've you've learned a thing or two about entrepreneurship. You, you got an insight about athletics, the life of athletics, and the art of being an athlete. An athlete, and of course, learned a lot about CK uh, Christopher Klein. And uh, for those who are tuning in, I hope you yeah again. I hope you learned a thing or two in this conversation. And as always, uh, cheers, folks. I will see you in the next episode.